Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. You see all I was Hey, uh, welcome to a busy The Ohioan Podcast. As always, I have um, Craig here with me. Um, Brandon uh, is off today. And um, Craig, uh, a little depressed today, I got to tell you. Um, you know, we had the final Vaximillion drawing, and as everyone could probably guess, Craig and I did not win. And I, I don't know. You know, I, I had Dan Tierney on uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was telling Dan, I congratulate him because I'm like, look, Vaximillion, it's given us a lot of stuff to talk about. You've given us content. But it's kind of changed the tenor about COVID. I mean, we're, we know that COVID's still serious and everything, but there was something fun attached to it. There was like, hey, here's why you should go out and get a vaccine. Um, Tuesday in the press conference, Governor DeWine said, hey, we're working on some more incentives. Uh, those haven't been announced yet. Um, I'm betting it's not a million dollars. Where do you think we're at now with... Um, you know, the vaccine and everything. It, it sounds ridiculous to think that we need a lottery to get the vaccine, but that was what kind of gave us a boost that we didn't have before. Um, you know, I, I got a feeling that you're going to be disappointed with the new incentives if you're hoping for a million dollars. What do you think the next thing Ohioans could do to get a boost? And while knowing it's kind of ridiculous that we have to be giving away $5 million to give us a boost in vaccines. Well, you know, my personal thought is that I'd love to see, even even if it's less money, less money will still change a lot of Ohioans' lives. Maybe some of the people that have won are in good financial standing, and a million dollars is a great icing on the cake. I, you know, I, I think even $10,000 would be great for a lot of people. So, you know, I, I guess you've already kind of, you know, blown up the big the big possibilities with a million dollars we're probably not going back to that but even something small like ten thousand dollars fifteen thousand dollars twenty five thousand dollars would be life-changing for a lot of ohioans if they were to win so i would like to see if we are going to do incentives my hope is that there it's more money and that there are more winners because i think you know you might have you know, blown your opportunity maybe to get more vaccinations because now people are going to say, well, if it's not a million dollars, I don't care now. And they certainly didn't care before maybe when there was a million dollars. They won't care if it's 20000 or 50000 or even $100,000. But, you know, that money can be very life-changing for just anybody. And, you know, who wouldn't want to win free money? 
especially if it's that that much. So, you know, my hope is is that they roll this out and it's not like a bunch of uh, coupons or, you know, or whatever. But maybe it's like free groceries or maybe it's a, you know, at this point, I think the more winners you can get, the better. You're going to have opportunities to help people and maybe inspire a few extra people to get vaccinated because they want to try to win you know, free groceries for a year or free gas for a year or whatever it may be that you can, you know, do to entice people to come back in and, and get excited about it. Cause now it's like, I didn't get called yesterday, so I didn't win. I don't even know who won because I did, I know I didn't win. So I didn't even watch the lottery. I forgot about it. And, you know, it's, you know, maybe a little sour grapes for people, but you know, it just, I had no interest in it at that point, I guess. And, uh, you know, Hopefully they uh, extend the lottery and hopefully they extend the amount of winners because five winners, you know, for a million dollars and five winners for tuition were great. But I felt like they could have done a little bit more, kind of like how California did where they had smaller tiers of, you know, you could win a million dollars, but then you could also win, you know, X amount of money and a little bit less and a little bit less. And they had, you know, tiers that, that went down and, you know, you know, I don't, I don't know what the final count total is, but probably upwards of a hundred or more people were going to win prize money in California for getting vaccinated and signing up. Kind of adds a little bit of credence to what um, Jim Renici, who is, um, you know, he's going to be a primary challenger for DeWine this year. You know, he said his problem with the lottery is you have five people that are happy and what. 10 million, uh, you know, nearly 11 million people that aren't happy about it. Um, yeah. Here's the only thing I'm thinking about. Okay. We are in much better position now with COVID than we were a year ago today. Right. Because there's a vaccine available and there's a decent number of people who haven't. Right. I mean, that, that's why, you know, all these games, you can have a full attendance and, it's nothing to you know super freak out about or anything else like that. It's why you know our businesses are more open and you know there's more. I mean, some of these summer festivals that were gone last year, they're coming back. So right. you know we're likely to have a better summer and everything. So I understand why we're offering incentives. I mean, there's no crazy government conspiracy or government ploy. I I kind of wonder, Craig, and I said this half joking a couple weeks ago. Maybe we should give incentives for other stuff. You know, there's other stuff that, you know, we speed on the highways and we don't care. We, you, you know, there's a bunch of small offenses. I mean, it's not like we're out there killing people indiscriminately. But, you know, if we had a, hey, if you didn't speed, you know, you're in a drawing to win money or you're in a drawing to win a big gift card or something. I mean, <coughs> it is ridiculous. And I'm not saying it. 100% seriously, but in some ways, is that how we help behavior in society, you know? I, I mean, it's ridiculous to mention as a realistic scenario, but then on the other hand, we had this thing with vaccine that nobody wanted to do, and right. now people are like, oh, man, my, my, a million bucks here. Here's my arm. You know, give me that you know, vaccine. I mean, it just makes me think about that sometimes. I, I don't know. <clears throat> well, you know, I think the the incentive for being a good person is, oh, you wouldn't go to jail, or the incentive for not speeding is you won't get into a car crash, likely. You know, I, I get why people have been upset about the vaccine, because I don't think we should have to buy 
or bribe someone to get a shot that helps save themselves and others. But we're in a society, I think, now where people sort of demand you scratch my back if I scratch your back. And, you know, I, I kind of look at it this way. I did, a story, I did a story on Monday about our vaccine rates in Sandusky County, and we're less than 50%, and we're probably going to be nowhere near the herd immunity that everybody is, atta- is trying to attain at this point because, you know, we've hit sort of a, you know, a wall in the road where no one wants to get the vaccine. And now we're, you know, in a lot of places, we're just ordering, we can't even order vaccine because we don't have enough people that want it, or we have to throw some out because only one or two people show up to a clinic and, you know, there are 10 vials in a vaccine vial. So, I, you know, I, I think we're in this age where everybody wants to be incentive. You know, there want, there wants to be a, an incentive for doing things. And I don't disagree with it because, you know, sometimes you, you do something and you want rewarded. Like if you go to work, you want to get paid for going to work. If you, you know, whatever it may be. So hopefully there's some answers that maybe we can appease more people because yeah, you're right. There are five people that are extremely happy. There are 10 million plus that are not, not necessarily not happy. Like I'm not, not happy. It's just, you know, you hope that you could win because you know, that money would be life changing for me. Even like I said, even $10,000 would be life changing. So even if, even if they decided like, yeah, this is not going to be as, as fun as the Vax a million, but it's going to be the Vax of 10,000. I think a lot of people would would accept that and like that, and and maybe maybe you wouldn't necessarily get as many people signed up for vaccines as you did for the million dollar drawings, but there are still plenty of people that could use ten thousand dollars that maybe that might push them over the fence for getting the vaccine. Well, and we're all eight year olds, to be honest. I mean, I, I think about my kid. Um, she wants to go to a hotel this weekend. Uh, we're going to a family reunion, a real short trip. And, you know, we got to stay at a hotel one of the nights this weekend. And, you know, it's not that we love staying at hotels. We just have to. You know, we're just driving a little ways. And it, it's funny because all she wants to do is swim at a hotel pool. And she's like, oh, I want to <laughs> do that. And right now, she's hitting mom and dad and she's hitting the walls. And, you know, we have to offer her incentive. You know, hey, stop hitting the walls and you get to go to a hotel. And she doesn't even understand that. And so it's funny because, and we're all like that too, like the vaccine. You know, again, I'm not pounding people with the vaccine. I'm just saying if it allows you to go out without fears of getting sick or dying, why not? You know what I mean? Have a better life, you know? Give yourself a little bit more freedom to do the junk you got to do. You know what I mean? And, you know, you would think that alone would be, okay, it's a little bit of a pain in the butt. Yeah, you feel like crap after the second shot. But, hey, it's something we got to do, you know? But people don't want to do it. You know, I I mean, I love the fact there's vaccine money because it's given us a ton we can talk about. But the fact that we have to have this crazy lottery to get people to get two small shots in the arm I mean, you got to look at it and say, man, this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, at this point, I don't know if there's anything that the governor can announce that's going to inspire uh, the, mo- the most of Ohio that have not received the vaccine to get it. You know, if a million dollars didn't inspire you, even if you didn't support 
the fact that we were using the million dollars for five weeks that was essentially from federal aid to give to people, even if you didn't support that out of the politics in your heart that says this is federal money, we shouldn't be spending taxpayer dollars on this, even though the, the statistics bear out that it was what, like 10 cents per person, essentially. So the idea is that if that didn't inspire people, what will? I mean, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what will at this point, you know, so I don't know what no matter. It's almost like no matter what, if there are incentives coming, which it seems like there are, no matter what incentives are coming, it almost matter doesn't even matter anymore because we've already, you know, fired off our, our best grenade and it worked to a degree, but we certainly did not get to herd immunity. So aside from maybe expanding the amount of winners instead of doing a million dollars for five more people, maybe it's, you know, a million dollars there or $5 million that you can spread out among 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred people and, and incentivize more people to get active. Because when you're, when you have a one in, you know, a five and 10 million or 4 million chance or whatever to win, you're, you don't think your odds are that great. But in California, you know, with all the other winners they have, even though they're a bigger state, it just seemed like there was more opportunity for you to win. There was more, you know, chances at the lottery, chances at winning something. It's kind of like in professional sports when you have draft picks, you look at those as lottery picks. You could hit the lottery and get a great player. The more you have, the more opportunity you have to get a great player. So it's like that, you know, in, in the real world too, when you're looking at, an actual lottery, you have more opportunities, more balls to bounce for your, you know, in your favor. It made me laugh. You talk about the lottery. <laughs> I think it was, it was one of DeWine's press conferences. I can't remember what it was, but he gave a shout out to the um, Cleveland Cavs. He's like, yeah, they're going to be in the lottery and <laughs> hopefully they can bring home a number one draft pick. And man, the following day is Vaximilian. It was yeah, like, we were like, Oh yeah, here's our entertainment calendar: NBA draft lottery and then facts a million. I don't know, laugh. Uh, it yeah. was great. Um, yeah, Esperanza Diaz is your lucky okay fifth um, uh, winner. Um, let me get the name of our of our scholarship. Uh, Sydney Dom from Brexville. Um, I'm assuming that's a girl. I'm not sure, but she won the uh, four year college scholarship and. I'm assuming that there was a press conference that, I mean, it'll be done by the time you hear this. Uh, assuming there's a press conference that was held um, Thursday to discuss the winners. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Uh, one final thing on Vaximum. We got a couple of quick things to talk about in this segment. Um, kind of interesting. Uh, I spent some time working with our friends at the Cincinnati Inquirer. Sometimes Cincinnati's got this, hey, we're the redheaded stepchild of Ohio because, you know, it's way south. It's kind of, you know, right by Kentucky, right by Indiana. Sometimes there's complaints, hey, we get forgotten. They didn't get forgotten, Craig. All right. Uh, they had two winners of Vaximilian and they had another scholarship winner. I say we got chipped. It was rigged to Cincinnati, I bet, right? <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, it sort of seems like it. Um, you know, I, I don't think you're going to be able to appease everybody with only five, well, 10 winners total, but $5 million winners. You know, you, you, your hope would be that, you know, maybe there'd be someone in, 
each kind of quadrant, you know, sort of region, maybe like, you know, a north, northwest and northeast and maybe central and then southeast and southwest. It, it's not I, I don't think anybody should have anticipated that it would be like that, because if that was the case, it would probably be a little bit too uniform and you would start to question the validity of that actual, you know, drawing. Well, well, don't fix the drawing. Like, although I, you know, I joked with Tierney the other day about how it needs to be fixed to help me. But what I'm saying is fix it toward our regions. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I want some more Franklin County winners. I mean, Craig, in Columbus, we're a fast-growing area. We have the state house. Yeah. We we help the, the state. You know, there's some other areas of the state that, you know, people are kind of moving away from. People are moving here. Yeah. So I think we should have had at least four Maximilian Maximilian <laughs> winners. I, my no, I kid, think, it, I think my it's kid. interesting, and I haven't really followed up on all the press conferences the next day or the day after, whatever whatever they've done. But I, I would be interested to see if anybody's asked or would ask the governor during some of these quick press conferences. You know, have you have you had to vet anybody that has then come back as either. You know, you can't be a, a you know member of the governor's family or staff, things like that. So there are restrictions on who can win the lottery. And then, of course, you know, I'm sure they vet to determine if you've gotten your vaccine. So I want to I, I don't know. And maybe I'm like I said, maybe I'm wrong. And maybe someone's already asked this after the first round. But I'm kind of curious now that they've gone through 10 names, if any of those people were second draws, like maybe there was a person that was drawn that could not win or wasn't eligible or whatever. So I'm kind of curious if anybody would ask the governor if they had any problems with the vetting process and, and maybe someone being ineligible after they were drawn. I spoke with Tierney before the fourth was announced. Okay. And again, who knows? Something may have happened the fourth or fifth. He told me he wasn't aware of any second right. names on drawings one, two, and three. So. Right. Well, it'd be inter- interesting to see if they've had any issues with that. It doesn't sound like it, but kind of curious after now all the names have been drawn if they've run into any of those problems or, you know, whatever. Because, you know, you're bound to, not that they excluded rich people, but, you know, they, they sort of tried to lay out a plan of, like, you can't win if you're, uh, you know, the governor's, you know, like the governor's children couldn't win or the governor's staff couldn't didn't seem like they could win. So, you know, there were some yeah. things out there. So I'm just kind of curious now that, that now that it's all done, you know, to see how the process went, maybe if it's uh, – if they ran into any trouble here in these last couple of drawings. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, let's mention two other things before we close up the first segment. Um, I don't want, I mean, there's going to be variants being announced and, you know, I don't want to get in any scare tactics, but, you know, be aware there's a Delta variant. Um, apparently it's spreading a little bit more quicker across the U S it's been confirmed in Ohio. Uh, the interesting thing is I'm seeing later in the story, uh, it's talking about how they're estimating that um, the Pfizer vaccine is 88% effective against the Delta variant, while the other vaccines pro- provide nearly 90% effectiveness against the Delta variant. Um, I am assuming that with your vaccine, even with the Delta variant, it's going to be le- less likely for you to end up in the hospital or a dead 
based on it. I haven't gotten confirmation about that yet. Um, Craig, it'll be interesting. We'll have the answer as we speak today. But it'll be interesting to see when these boosters will be needed. Because right. and I, I mean, that's a big takeaway. And again, read the story. We'll have a link to the story along with it. Uh, it's good to be aware of the Delta variant, but we're not doctors or scientists. And I only get off because we could probably talk about different variants once a week from here on right. out. But yeah, I, w- I wonder if we're going to get the booster. I, I I read an article where one of the companies with a, a vaccine out said, "Hey, we we got to figure out what's the game plan." To say, "Hey, is it going to be needed?" Uh, because it's going to be interesting. I mean, think about all of the. It was a process getting everyone that has been vaccinated vaccinated, and right. if you think about it, if there's a timeline, a timetable, it's going to be interesting to see how that goes and how many people are going to go for it. You know, maybe some people got their first vaccination based on vaccination and they're like, you know, Hey, a big Mac's not going to entice me. So maybe I won't get the booster. So very interesting to right. see what's going to end up there. And I don't know. I mean, it depends on, you know, what we hear next from the, va- the companies with the vaccines. I'm kind of curious too on the boosters. Like, you know, let's say that, you know, we, we've got, I think you also got Moderna, but I'm kind of wondering too, like, you know, what if, um, you know, what if someone's like, well, you know, I'll get the booster, but I would prefer to just get like Johnson and Johnson since it's a one shot thing. So I'm kind of curious if you can sort of, you know, cross, cross your, uh, I'll cross your vaccines, your vaccines or not, or if you have to just say, well, it's Moderna or nothing because that's what, you know, I mean, I guess the benefit here is that no matter what we have to do, it looks like we should not have any issues in getting the vaccine because they have more vaccine than people want. So unless it's got to be a new strand of vaccine, if we can continue using the old vaccine, we shouldn't have to worry so much about people getting it or being able to get it on time or when they want it. But uh, I am kind of curious because maybe I might say, well, I'd, I'd, I'd like to do the Johnson & Johnson so it's a one you know, because I got my shot in Cleveland. So, you know, if I if I could avoid, you know, having to, to make two trips to Cleveland, why not? Well, and, oh, boy, I can't say too much about this for family reasons. But uh, we have a 14-year-old staying with us. He's not officially part of our family at this moment. Um, you know, there's a vaccine available mm-hmm. for him if we want to. We've been kind of hesitant based on the fact he isn't officially – with our family. Does that make sense? I'm right, right, yeah. tr- trying to make it clear without, you know, <laughs> diving into stuff that shouldn't be on a internet. Uh, but, you know, we don't know just based on, you know, is it okay if he's not part of our family yet? Just go ahead and do that. Uh, and we have an eight-year-old. And, you know, it's interesting because, yeah, COVID doesn't have the risk to those guys as it would to the older people. But, you know, it gives me pause because, you know, when we go out, we take the kids with us, and the kids aren't vaccinated. So it, it, it's just going to be interesting to see what happens. And, um, again, just stay tuned to news about the variants, um, you know, and I it'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's just put it that way. Let me close on another note. We, we've talked about this uh, about a week ago. Larry Householder gets expelled from the Ohio State House. Um, a lot of talk about who was applying. Uh, we actually had Chris McNeil 
who's big in uh, Twitter and um, in Licking County. Um, he talked to us. He's interested. He put his application in. Well, late um, Wednesday night, uh, they announced the applicants. It was a pretty quick turnaround. You had a couple days to apply, and there are 19, according to the Columbus Dispatch. Um, some interesting names on the list. Um, you know, Chris McNeil himself is an interesting name. He's just kind of out there in the podcasting and Twitter world. But you also have uh, Larry Householder's kid, which I think is interesting. You know, it's funny. We we, we talked about, you know, what with how quick the turnaround was to get your name in here, you know, how much interest there would be. And, you know, you're talking almost 20 people within a week that have applied. And, you know, it, it'll be interesting. I, you know, I, we, we kind of talked a little bit about, you know, Chris McNeil's possibility. You know, he does live outside of the district, although he said he's willing to move into the district or whatever. But I kind of wonder if they're going to eliminate him knowing that they have other people and I think it would be an unpopular opinion to eliminate him because people do love him. They follow him on Twitter, listen to his podcasts. So I, I'm kind of curious if maybe, you know, the, at the decision-making level, it might be, well, we can't take this guy because he doesn't live here. And then we, you know, they, the argument could be, well, we have, you know, 18 other candidates that we can, you know, talk to. But, yeah, I, you know, I, I haven't seen a full list of the names, so it's hard to say who's going to get there. But. Um, you know, it's good to see that there's a lot of interest in it. Although, um, you know, I don't know what kind of what kind of quality the candidates bring, but certainly they they were able to find a a, a lot of interest in this seat, which is nice to see. Yeah, I've got the list here. Let's um, kind of see if any names really stick out. Um, you know, interesting about Derek Householder. You hate to say, man, that's this ain't going to work because he's Larry Householder's kid. I think it would be a weird message to send off. He ends up getting it. Uh, the other thing, um, yeah, Derek is a current Perry County commissioner. Mm. I, so he has political experience. It's not like he's just sitting at home or anything. Um, he, he, his campaign for commissioner, uh, for, according to the story, was helped funded by you know friends of Larry Householder. And he actually talked uh, yesterday, uh, and he was pretty critical of what happened against his dad. So it's not like he's, you know, hey, I'm different. No, no, he's very pro his his dad. And, again, I'm not saying that should be a necessarily a disqualifier. I think it's going to send a weird message if he's the guy that ends up being chosen. Yeah. Um, you've got some township trustees. you got a financial advisor, uh, the Kevin Black. Uh, he lost uh, in a primary uh, to Householder. Uh, but this guy has the backing of Lincoln County Commissioners, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And you've got some regular folks. I mean, you got somebody who's a safety and training coordinator at a local company. You got a former Coshocta County Commissioner. You got a libertarian that ran against Householder in 2020. Uh, you got another person who ran their right in against Householder. You got a guy who works at the Amazon Fulfillment Center. Uh, I'm sure he's done other stuff, but that's the only thing that's mentioned about him. Right. Um, you've got a Democrat who tried a unsuccessful writing campaign in 2020. Uh, you got a former Licking County Donald Trump campaign chairman. Uh, Chris McNeil, we've talked about him. We know who he is. 
Uh, there's a guy who works at the Ohio State House who wants to join the Ohio State House. Kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, longtime Kishaka City Councilman. Uh, there's a trustee, human resources consultant. Uh, somebody used to be a former operations manager at a local company. A village council president and a uh, sounds like a yo younger person who's a recent graduate of Muskingum University. So, kind of, kind of interesting. Runs um, the gamut there. What's that? And it kind of runs the gamut there a little bit of uh, people of all walks of life there, kind of applying for that seat. So, it's, I guess that's good to see. You know, they're gonna they're gonna have plenty of people to look through and and see who they uh, feel is the best. I mean, some of the people, and it's not nothing against like, you know, the Amazon fulfillment center person, but, you know, not having political experience is probably going to work against you while some other people do, even if it's a township trustee, I think uh, you're probably wanting to, to, to bring someone in that has a little bit of political experience to, to, you know, represent this district. But what if they wow you? you know, well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah. I would even say Chris Neal. And, and, you know, nothing against Chris, but, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, Chris organized the Browns Parade. and But, you know, he's probably at the same level as that fulfillment center person. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I mean, he's he, I think he works in the business world and finance or something, if I'm not right. mistaken. Um, so, you know, he, he does have. Well, well I've always said this. You got to start somewhere when you're talking about politics. Not everybody right. that enters politics has been in politics for 20 years. It's impossible. So, you know, you got to at some point you've got to, you know, enter the politics and, you know, I'm not sure how people view that that district or that seat and how important it is. Obviously, you know, Larry Householder was the speaker. So, it, you know, it came to more prominence for from him because of that. But, you know, you do want people in legislation that that know sort of what they're doing and probably having prior experience on a smaller scale before you get up to that level is not a bad idea. Although, you know, like I said, you got to start somewhere and people like Chris McNeil have, you know, business experience and they understand how the financial world works. So maybe that's prerequisite enough if you're not going to have held previous office. So, you know, well, and look at this too. He's got 370,000 Twitter followers. Right. Now, now granted, they're not all from that district. Right. And granted, he got, all the Twitter followers by doing a lot of commentary on sports issues and other stuff. It's not like he's commenting on Licking County or Kashaka County marriage, but hey, hey, that is an asset. I mean, yeah, yeah. we we don't have three hundred seventy thousand followers. I mean, now follow us, Chris P three, Craig <laughs> uh, Craig Shop, you know, and eight, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll take your followers if, yeah. if you want to follow. It's definitely by all means, but yeah. you know. Who knows? All right. Well, hey, long se segment, but we have a lot to get to. Uh, keep checking us out. We're going to have more segments coming up shortly. Um, check out our sponsors, you know, uh, Chase Bank and Ashley Home Store. Lots of good stuff out there. And, again, check out our podcast. We have a free post every day, and we also have a premium post. Uh, support us. You know, come on. Um you know, we're trying to give you more membership options, and that's why we have one kind of behind the proverbial paywall, uh, because we want to give you content if you subscribe to us. So we'll have more on that in the future. 
And thanks again to Craig for uh, being with us. And we'll be back again for another segment. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer, you know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.